All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Those John Legend uh, Christmas music as we bring in Brian Murphy from Bring Me the News. Purple Insider joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Okay, let's get to the uh, the real stuff first before we talk current Vikings. Let's talk about Brian Murphy uh, loose in Las Vegas. That's a story I want to hear. <laughs> a week later, I've already purged the memory. You purged the memory, right? Yeah. What's uh, What happened in Vegas stays in Vegas? Oh, it wasn't all that dramatic. Yeah. Uh, just it was late. Uh, yes. So I, I apologize no, for the late, not at uh, all. you know, well, pulling the pin on Monday morning appearance. Um, well, we, it pay, was, uh, we pay you so much, Brian, that, you know, like. Well, yeah, I figured, uh, you know, I, I have a few get out of jail cards. Yes, on yes, that. yes. The stadium, though, I've seen the stadium from the outside. Um, what do you think of that? It's, it's, it's weird because, like, in the baseball stadiums, they all kind of have that similar feel, even though, obviously, different. You, um, different cities have different flavor. I get that from now. This is the new modern NFL stadium, U.S. Bank, uh, the one in Atlanta. They all have they they have a the, like a similar feel to them. Yeah, in Los Angeles, uh, SoFi yes. Stadium as well. It's a very open concept now, which you know was kind of conducive to what we wanted to do, which was basically not be relegated to our seats. You know, you yeah. just kind of want to wander. There's so much, especially uh, that game. There's so much to see, <laughs> especially that game. Who the hell do want to sit in your seat and watch that? Oh yeah, I mean it's just it's just a different experience yeah. now. I think, and I think the NFL is catering to that, especially with the gambling interest too. I mean, you're you're constantly wanting to be updated. And you want to kind of be a, you don't want to be just stapled to your seats. So, I it it's a little gaudy. You know, they also want to host. You know, they're obviously sure. hosting the Super Bowl yep. as well. So it's not just catering to football fans. It's it's catering. It's an entertainment venue more than a football stadium now. Moving on to uh, Cincinnati, Vikings lose uh, the bad play calls. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, I think rightly so, uh, being criticized uh, for his uh, play calling. Not only there in the overtime with the two quarterback sneaks or whatever you want to call them, the uh, the tush pushes, but just bizarre calls uh, throughout the game, including when they get down to like the two, I forget what play it was, but they try to pass and just it, it worked, but by some miracle. Um, uh, Jordan Addison catches that ball. I think the lots of questions, and rightly so, lots of fair criticism for Kevin O'Connell here. Yeah, no question. I mean, you you know, you I don't know if he's he's coaching scared. I don't know if he's coaching you know un, with uncertainty. And look, when you're starting your fourth quarterback of the yeah. season, and you're trying to staple together an offensive game plan with backup running backs, a backup offensive lineman, and backup fourth string quarterback Nick Mullins, you know, it, you don't know. It's almost like you don't know what you're going to get on a week-to-week basis. You don't know what your signal caller is going to be. You don't know what mistakes he's going to make, um, what blitzes he's not going to read. Uh, with with Mullins, I mean, you know, you look at the numbers. I mean, he was fairly accurate, threw for over 300 yards, caught, as you mentioned, a couple of touchdowns. But the two interceptions deep in Cincinnati, Cincinnati territory, they also had a pick six that was negated by a – an offsides penalty. 
it, it's this is what it's going to be. And it's been that way since Kirk Cousins went out in late October in, in, in Green Bay. You're going to have moments of brilliance, mostly mm-hmm. surrounded by chaos because you have yeah. quarterbacks that just, they're not NFL starters. Yeah. There's a reason they're career backups. And you're asking them on a week-to-week basis to, to be the guy. So this is what they have. I'm surprised they actually looked as competent as they did at times offensively. Yeah. I didn't expect them to be putting up 24 points anytime soon. I figured they'd have to rely on their defense and win every game 16 to 13. But, you know, there is some hope, I guess, in, in, in Mullins. The fact that, look, they're seven and seven. They're still right in the middle of this NFC wildcard race, which Crazy. is chaotic right yes. now. Um, they got two, two games against Detroit. Look, the division's out of reach, but yep. they still got two games against two contenders that Lions this week at home. And then they finished the season in Detroit with a game in between against Reeling Green Bay at home New Year's Eve. Two out of three probably gets you into the wild card position. I don't know what damage they're going to do beyond that, but at least that's something to look forward to over these next three weeks. It is, if you think about it, it is remarkable. The team starts, they won and four to start. They lose, the, then they go on this hot streak, lose their starting quarterback. Now I've had four different starters. The fact that they're even in the mix, I guess is remarkable and entertaining yeah i mean this is almost like a, a the third or fourth version of right. the, what this team was yeah. that started in training camp i mean they're almost unrecognizable not only at the quarterback position but you've seen nobody would have thought that the defense would emerge as sort of the dominant unit that you're going to have to rely on again they, they got picked apart in the in the fourth quarter again on saturday and that, that's you know, that's been a little bit of an issue with this defense is that they play strong for three and then waver. Now, you can yeah. say that they're on the field a lot. The offense isn't getting first downs that they should to finish to finish off games, and that's certainly been true. Um, it, it, there's really no way to predict anything that this club's going to be doing. It's just going to be kind of bailing wire, chewing gum from here on out on both sides of the ball, and you're just going to have to just buckle in and take it if you can. <laughs> It's just, I mean, the whole league. I mean, you look, it's with very few exceptions. Like right now, okay, the 49ers seem to be head and shoulders the best team in the league. But that could change in two weeks. I mean, we thought that the, you know, the Eagles were, were, were the dominant team. And then you look at like the Cowboys, the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys can't lose at home. Then they just get destroyed on the road yesterday. It's just a very, I, again, going back to the betting thing, why you would want to bet on any of these games. Uh, you'd have to have your head examined. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, and it's so easy now with the apps, right? So yeah. it's so convenient. It doesn't even feel like you're losing money. <laughs> That's right. But I, I... No, but you're right. The NFC in particular yeah. is so wide open yes. right now. I mean, you could make the argument that San Francisco's the class of the NFC, but it's it's anybody's game after right. that. I mean, after what Dallas did in Buffalo yesterday, the Lions have had their moments where you think they're about to crest, but then they kind of regress. Um, even Philadelphia as as dominant as they have looked throughout this season and last, 
they've looked very vulnerable mm-hmm. defensively as well. So, you know, you can make an argument that if you're getting in as a wild card, anything can happen. I don't give the Vikings too much of a chance going on the road against some of those tougher no. opponents. But uh, at the very least, um, you can keep hope alive that, you know, a 9-18 and team this year may have a better chance than any other team, than any other year in the NFC, certainly. And that was going to be my question about how the Vikings, you know, approach the rest of the season. Because, like yesterday, you know, when you see some of the mistake, you know, you point to Mullins' numbers, which fairly good, but like some of the bad mistakes. And you know, I'm thinking they're watching this game. Like, why are they not okay? Try the rookie just to see what you have. Um, especially when you look at okay, even if you make the playoffs, are you really going to do any damage there? So I'm just wondering how the Vikings really approach the rest of the season. Well, it'll be interesting. I'm sure it'll be a question that'll be posed uh, again to O'Connell on Wednesday when yeah. you know when he meets the media again. I'm sure he's probably considering that. Do you want to go back to your, you know, what we saw, you know, we, what we saw from the rookie in Atlanta was good in the first drive, but you know he could have been prone to yes. mistakes later yeah. in that game as well. So it's always the grass is always greener. We know that. I think the reason he stuck, he went with Mullins after. The Dobbs experiment, you know, finally cratered in, in Vegas is because he does have the most experience. He does have the most experience within Minnesota's scheme. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he went to a hall. I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if he did just because he may be looking for another yeah. spark. Uh, moving to the other, uh, the winter clubs here, uh, lots of excitement, both in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Let's start with the Wild. Uh, they jettisoned their coach a few weeks back, and they are continue. You know, you get that bump, and you're wondering, okay, are they going to come back uh, to reality? But they've uh, continued uh, to play really good hockey and getting a lot of offense too. Yeah, seven and two under a new coach, John Hines. I don't even know if we should say new anymore. Two-one uh, shootout win over Vancouver Saturday at home. Vancouver's a really good team, especially offensively. Um, you know, they've allowed I think it's a league low fourteen goals in the nine games that they played under Hines. They're penalty killing which had, has, was really at the bottom of the league uh, before Everson was fired, has now killed off, I think it's 27 of 31 under Hines, so that's 87%, which would be a top five ranking if that were throughout the season. So it's like, and, and you know, their goaltending is snapped back as well. I mean, yeah. Philip Gustafson has won six of, of his last seven starts and, and is starting to look more like the goaltender who really took over and, and seized the number one job last season. So those are some some good things. Again, the balance scoring that you that you had mentioned, better special teams. You know, they're still a little banged up. They have defensemen, veterans. Jonas Brodeen's out with a broken wrist for several weeks. Jared Spurgeon's out with a lower body injury, though it sounds like he's going to be traveling this week. They've got uh, they're in Pittsburgh tonight and Boston on Tuesday. So we might be able to see Spurgeon back. You know, there's still four points out of a playoff position that they dug a, a really deep hole. Uh, but the, it seems like they're, I mean, whatever message Hines is delivering, they're they're re- responding, and they're, again, they're doing it. Um, they're not just relying on goaltending. They're not just relying on special teams or relying on offense or defense. It's It's been pretty well balanced. So we'll just see how far they can take this. Yeah, the goaltending is especially surprising because, boy, for a while, it's like, you know, there's been the talk about Flurry about how just, is he, is he, you know, too old now? Is he, this talents? But there was a time where we're like, oh, man, Gustafson, we they might not have even one number one, and that's been impressive to see the goaltending play. Yeah, and he's especially the guy. He's kind of been streaky throughout his career. I mean, he had a really tough start 
last season, and you're wondering, well, what was the point of getting rid of Cam Talbot? But he obviously emerged and, and seized that position. And, and, you know, he's kind of a – he's a big goalie, so he takes up a lot of space, and he kind of likes to play the chess match against shooters and get a little bit more into his head. Obviously, we know what Flurry can do. I mean, he's a little more uh, flashy, and he's a little more experienced. He's a reliable backup, but that's what he is at this point. I mean, he's still chasing Patrick uh, uh, Raw's old all-time victory record. He may get to that this year as a backup. Um, but, yeah, it looks like he's he's destined to be a backup and mostly a ceremonial goaltender at this point. But, you know, they're not going to put him in there if they don't think he can do the job as well. So I think, you know, you're going to see Gustafson getting, you know, three out of every four starts probably the rest of the way. Old friend Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat and the Timberwolves tonight. The Timberwolves continue to uh, to impress. Yeah, 19-5. and five. How about that? First in the Western Conference. So, I mean, we're already past the – the quarter pole of of the NBA season. And when you get past the 20 quarter pole of any pro season, you've kind of got a pretty good identity of what the team's going to be, whatever sport that may be. It's kind of baked in right now. Expectations have been set. Look, they're selling out at home. It's a, it's a, it's a great vibe at target target center right now, which is, which is unique. Uh, they're, They're traveling this week. They got two big tests. You know, they're in Miami tonight. And then they're in Philadelphia. I believe it's Wednesday night before they come home against the Lakers. So these are they're in a, a stretch too, where they're playing. I think sixteen or seventeen games against winning teams. Now some of these teams have been a little bit shorthanded, but at the at the end of the day, they're they're taking care of business at home. In particular, they're playing strong on the road. Again, kind of like the Wild. I mean, they're getting contributions. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. They had big production Saturday against against Indiana. They're they're playing into their roles. Rudy Gobert is dominating, you know, both ends of the floor. You know, they're getting contributions off the bench from guys like Nas Reed and, and Kyle Anderson. And oh, by the way, they're the they're the NBA's best defensive team. Mm-hmm. They're a tough team to play against, uh, and teams are acknowledging that. So, it's you know, it bears witnessing. I mean, there's a long way to go. A lot can happen in 60 games, but I mean, it, you know, confidence is real, and you can you can sense it around the club consensus around the fan base i don't get the impression people are waiting for the other shoe to drop as much as they might have been in in years past right. now again i don't i don't know if they're going to be 60 to 65 victories i mean that's probably expecting too much but you know you can bank a lot of goodwill you can bank a lot of confidence early in the season and that can get you through some tougher stretches uh that you know you're going to probably end up facing as this grinds along yeah, and the tough defense too. Once it comes playoff time, that uh, could be a formidable. They'd be a formidable opponent for anybody. So that that'll be interesting to see. Hey, uh, thank you for the time today. Merry Christmas to you and your family, sir. We appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll talk again uh, uh, in the new year. All right, sounds good. Happy holidays, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Brian Murphy, uh, bring me the news and Purple Insider. You can read his uh, work there and get a recap on his trip to uh, Sin City. Nine forty nine on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.